Young guys, John here from Warrior Spirit Martial Arts. Um, I've just had the privilege of speaking with Les Bubka. The man needs no introduction, but he's the founder of Karate for Mental Health and Les Bubka Karate Jutsu. Uh, we spoke at length about the important topic of mental health and how the martial arts can help to supplement professional care. We discussed how to create an inclusive class environment, how to take care of your own mental health, and the importance of openness and honesty in our communication. I really enjoyed it, and I learned a lot, and I'm sure you will too. So let me hand you over to Les and me. All right, Les, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. Good to see good, you good. again. Yeah, and you too. So, um, guys, if, if you're watching this, there's, there's no doubt you already know who Les is. If, you, if you're watching my stuff, then you know who Les is already, yeah? So, um, if you're if, for those who haven't seen your stuff, which is very unlikely at this point, um, just give, like, a super quick introduction about who you are, what you do. Um, they, they know already, so keep it as brief as you want. <laughs> uh, I'm from Poland. I'm uh, stranded in UK for several years now. Uh, doing martial arts, focusing on the mental health, and uh, doing non-traditional karate. Good non-traditional, yeah, I like that. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's tra it's traditional, non-traditional, right? Because that's yeah. that's one one of the um, as, as you'll know, one of the things that kind of bugs me about stuff is people calling um, traditional martial arts traditional when it's not like the martial arts they traditionally did, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so the, the main thing we're going to talk about today, guys, is uh, like martial arts and the mental health, right? Because that's, that's what Les specializes in. He's got his whole program, uh, Karate for Mental Health. Um, so why don't we start with um, how, how do you use um, your martial arts for, for um, well, let's start with your students' mental health, and then we'll get to yours. So how do you use it for your students' mental health? Yeah, so, so we've got the, I started with the, working with a charity called the Welcome Project. <clears throat> we started the teaching karate there. And we had about um, 10 students starting. And then it kind of dropped down to five. And then they shut down the project. We moved on to the uh, new charity uh, where with them try, try to help uh, people. And that during the lockdown was shut down as well. So I decided to um, go on my own and, and, and created the Karate for Mental Health program where we've got a bunch of students training with us. Um, the, the issues with mental health is interesting one because we've got uh, pretty much every condition in our club. So mm -hmm. starting with me and anxiety, uh, we've got a depression, we've got uh, anger issues, we've got a addiction, and plus we've got uh, kind of underlying problems on the mental health uh, with people who suffer with uh, suffer with illnesses and disabilities. So we've got the deaf person, we've got the MS person, uh, and those things impacting their mental health. So it's kind of um, broadly addressing. Um, the issues and you know there's just having a good training it helps um, to de-stress and relieve some of the anxiety for example um, hitting hitting parts is a great therapy in zone just release that emotion you're holding in and have a structure in training helps a lot as well so through the structure training and control failure plus a physical workout we're trying to um, build people up <clears throat> That's good. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's a well-known thing that um, uh, physical exercise is good for um, physical mental health. The better, you, the better you feel, the better you feel. Right. So, um, so uh, you, you hit on something there with hitting pads. Um, that's 
always a good stress management tool, right? Yeah. And um, effectively, it's, it's a good way of channeling any sort of aggression that you're carrying around with you and, and putting it into a sort of constructive way of hitting the pads instead of like, you know, other other ways, you, you know, not, not necessarily just hitting physically people, but hitting out against them emotionally and, and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's it's a good reliever there. Um, so with with regards to uh, your own mental health then, so how, how have you found, so you've obviously you've written the book, um, Anxious Black Belt, right? It's, it's, it's a really good read for anybody who hasn't checked it out yet, super uh, it's important because what, what I like about it is how how like open and honest it is. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things about mental health these days is that people, in my opinion, we're getting there more and more, but people on, on the one hand are afraid to talk about it. And on the other hand, there's people who almost don't believe that it exists. Mm. Do you think, do, yeah. So the, the more people that are putting content out there that is honest and open, I think it kind of encourages... Um, it encourages the conversation, right? People are, people are, you be honest, it leads other people to being honest and, and, and it gives them an avenue to, to let out. So let's talk a little bit about your mental health, um, Anxious Black about the book and how you found your training has helped your stuff. So, so we kind of have a start, I think it's pretty much the same all over the world, but you know, I was born in the 80s in Poland and uh, world mental health didn't exist. If you've been, you've been either described crazy or, uh, you know, not right up there. An association is, I think through, through media as well, you know, movies. If you think about mental health and movies, straight away, you've got the image of uh, Chainsaw Massacre, mm. and, uh, mom stabbing you with a knife or, or some kind of criminal activity in relation to mental health, right? Mm. That's, a, that's the minor percentage of, it happens, but it's a minor percentage of people who suffer with mental <clears throat> but the all kind of stigma around it, it, it was there 100%. Nobody was talking about it. Mm. You had a mental health problem, you've been put away, so nobody see you. Mm-hmm. So mostly with whatever happened to anybody, it was get over it, just just get on with your life and pretend that never happened. Yeah. Therefore, i never been diagnosed with an anxiety. I thought that's kind of, a normal for everybody. Mm. So through through few events like you know we've been robbed and I let the robber into the house and helped him search for a car battery. Yeah. Well, I was you know I was maybe seven eight, so you know it was easy to contrast trustful person. So uh, you know just happened. Um, mm. But that kind of spiraled down my uh, not great relationship with my dad. Uh, and anxiety issues. I then didn't want to go to school and, and stuff like that. So just try to kind of navigate and be left alone and avoid everything around me. So, you know, mm. don't go shopping, don't go to school. I become really good in for, forging my mom's signature because at the time in Poland, you can have a note from mom. I don't feel very well. Mm-hmm. By your mom, give it in school after you returned and all was good. So mostly uh, my, my parents went to work so my brother and I were been uh, from like seven o'clock in the morning till four o'clock in the evening alone so I just stayed at home you know have a note for the next day and uh, eventually they caught me but you know didn't didn't stop me much so because of that I missed a lot of classes but then one of my friends I actually started karate when I was 12 or 13 I don't remember much of it but then I had the injury with my shoulder I stopped training and then all the anxiety built up and I didn't want to do anything 
And um, one of my friends dragged me into the uh, dojo, which I stayed till well, two, three years ago, and uh, discovered karate. And uh, slowly, it, it started to building me up through the challenges and the control failure. So you know, you, you come into the dojo, you you do something, you fail, you see other people doing it. You are encouraged to have a positive feedback from people, you know, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Then you get better and rest, retrospectively you look at it and you know, oh, I came being very bad. Well, look where I am now and look what's ahead of me. So with that yeah. con control failure and support, you move on. And that's the way I've been building up and developed that uh, mentality of head-on collision. So if, if I think that I can't do something, I just go and do it and see. And usually, you know, it's we've got that image in the head that it's going to be the worst thing happening. Mm. Usually, 90% um, of time, well, 100% of time is not as bad as I imagine it. And 90% of times it turns up to be really good. So, mm. so head-on collision for me, always. That's it. I, I, I like what you said there about um, uh, that it always... Uh, it, it's always worse in your head than it's going to be, right? And and um, I did a post about it not long ago because um, I was <clears throat> I was in my head a little bit about some some opinions that I'd seen online, and um, so it's it's always um, it's it's never a positive upward spiral. It's always a negative downward spiral mm. in your head, right? And and that's the thing. It's it's um, I think everybody one way or another is walking around with some sort of baggage, whether it's mental health, personality disorder, um, and. <sighs> You know, there's there's all these people, and like you said, even even with conditions that I that I've thought that I've had in the past, and um, you know, I've even been in in kind of uh, like really toxic, borderline abusive relationships, and I've just assumed that that was normal for everybody. You just kind of take it, you kind of deal with it. But I think the the more again going back to it, the more honesty, the more conversation there is on it, the more people go, all right, okay, so that that isn't normal. That is a condition. You know what I mean? Um, great. So. Um, all, all of that that you just discussed is, is in The Anxious Black Belt, isn't it? So yes. It, yeah. Like I said, guys, it's a really good book, and I'll, and I'll post a, a link to it in, in the comments or whatever for, for this as well, yeah? Um, so um, let me see. So with, with the mental health focus in your class now, um, all of our clubs, or on, on the whole, martial arts clubs, ought to be teaching um, hitting pads and, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff as well. So how do you specifically... Um, tailor your program to have a martial arts, uh, to have a mental health focus. How do I do that? Hmm. Uh, it's kind of you cannot uh, build in in a such way that we think about techniques. It's not hmm. something you're coming in. There. Okay, today we're doing mm -hmm. a an anxiety building way out. Yeah, yeah. Depression. It have to be a kind of flawless process or flowing process. So the main things for me is to be as inclusive as I can, mm. as understanding as I can, and as supportive as I can. It yeah. also, the, when people coming in, they need to feel at home. So for mm. me personally, when people come in and I know, um, sometimes I know that coming, people coming from referral from the mental health charity or friend brings a friend and lets me know, listen, this is the, Something happened, maybe disabled, maybe suffering with this, maybe you've got a low self-esteem. So I always try to show my weak side. <clears throat> I start the conversation and I actively drive it into, I know it sounds bad, but me, me, me. 
but in a way of, listen, I, I started when I was very anxious. I had this problem and I found support in the group who was teaching me mm -hmm. and that's what I want to encourage here. So mm -hmm. if you've got any issues, you don't need to talk about it. But if you want to, you can open up. We try to create a safe environment so there is no kind of group, you know, sometimes when you go into the dojo, you've got subgroups and nobody wants to mm -hmm. talk with me, with you. So you feel kind of isolated. And so I try to encourage my guys that, you know, when somebody new comes in, there's that procedure that everybody goes and welcome those person. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be a fake. Oh, hi, Ababa. I encourage my students. And I think they're picking up from how their teachers behaving. If I'm mm -hmm. open to other people, it spreads around the dojo, you know, people. Yeah, yeah. So in, in my dojo, I'm very fortunate that whoever walks in, even if I'm busy doing something, there's always somebody welcoming. And, you know, if, if somebody comes in, we stop the class, we say hello and try to welcome. Yeah. And we try to yeah. always show the support. It's like I was talking on my podcast the other day with <clears> the, <throat> the kind of uh, mini meltdown of one of our students. Mm. Because he had a really bad day. I, that's all come out later. But, you know, he, he started crying because... I told him to hit me with the pads, so kind of pain on me. And, and he mm. just suddenly went, you know, I don't want to hurt you. Well, I said, well, it's not about hurting, it's about training. So you, you don't hurt me. I didn't tell you to knock me out. I just want you to tap me. Yeah. But then you have to be responsive. So there was no get on with it, start hitting pads more, or, you know, stop mm. crying. We just, you know, the guys went to one corner. I went take it away, so don't make him embarrassed in front of the other people. Had a chat, done some breathing exercises from kata, calm down, have a chat, explain everything clearly. And he carried on with the training. You know, it took three minutes to get over the crisis, but the atmosphere was clear. He felt supported. Nobody judged him. Nobody made the bad comment. You know, oh, look, this one crying there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everybody was supporting. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, let's carry on now. We, we would change pairs more often, but at the moment we can't. So we so he had to be stuck with me. But, you know, you need a break, you take a break. So mm -hmm. that, that non-judgmental support is the key in my class. And making everybody welcome, you know. Yeah, that's 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 one of the big things is making sure that everybody's um, welcome and available too. You know, you've got to make people feel at home. Um, and, and like I said, safe in your in your environment. So um, I think what, what you said there as well about um, sort of what, what you had to do with, with your student there is you had, to, you had to work and accommodate his specific needs there mm -hmm. and then, right? And um, the a lot of it comes down when, when I'm dealing with students who have like additional needs or, um, you know, they've got anxiety issues or, you know, autistic or something like that. They... they you have to make amends, you know, not make amends, but you have to make amendments in class for them to be able to feel comfortable. Um, I'm, just shut, I'm just gonna shut the window because somebody started cutting grass. Okay. <laughs> you can edit that or keep it. Yeah, we'll, 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 keep, we'll keep it in. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you, you make amendments to, to the class, um, you know, for the people who need it. And as well, one of the, one of the other important things to, to sort of, encouraging that um, sort of inclusive environment is how you get other students because they know right they've been there as well they 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 have they've been there for their own reasons so um, it's important for them to let the other people know you're welcome I'm here with you as well 
yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I like to do with my class. It's we we used to. There was a time when when our culture was a little bit, um, you know, us and them, where some people didn't like working with other people, and if you had a new beginner class, other people didn't like working with the new beginners and everything. Mm-hmm. But we we went on a, you know, like a campaign behind the scenes of ensuring that new beginners were paired with some of the some of the older people and so on and so on and so on and then they've been brought up in that culture of well i've been helped so i'll help the new beginners as well mm. right because we all we all need to feel safe and safe and included there yeah i i i've got a problem with all that inclusivity so i was part of the i won't say the names but disability organization yeah and they've been promoting inclusion mm. by excluding people so the classes were for disabled you need to do classes for disabled how that mm. is <clears throat> you're getting the people who are different of different abilities i hate this mm. and you excluding them from society put them physical disability here mental disability there people who are less suffering or different way of suffering there mm. and they're not mixed together how that inclusion works Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's for me. I don't do separate classes. I it's my job to adjust the class so everybody can do something. But I want mm. them to be together. Together, and a good example is we we've, we've got a warming up game with uh, cones. Mm. So you throw cones. Half of them is top up, half of them is top down, and two teams mm. have to put them together. It's never ending game because there's no way everybody mm. win. But if I've got the, for example, Jason who cannot bend down, cannot run because his MS uh, really uh, damaged his legs and balance, mm. he is the judge. Or he's, right, doing yeah. he's doing counting or whatever he needs to do, but he is within that group. He's mm. got an important job there. He's not left, ah, sorry, you can't bend down. You go there and, you know, look at the corner. Mm. So I'm trying to bring everybody in. And as well, you know, as... I think this was the most difficult part of the job, showing your own vulner- vulnerability. Sorry, I can't mm-hmm. Yeah. Show your, show your soft side. If people see you being weak and struggling with something, even if I don't uh, have a problem with stuff and I see people struggle, I make mistakes on purpose. Mm. So just uh, It happens a lot. I just do mistakes because I, I, that's the way I am. So yeah. I show some techniques. And I want to say, listen, I'm doing this for 25 years, my style of karate. Mm. I see mistakes. It's normal. You know, don't get let down by it. It's going to get better, but you need time. And even then, you know, especially with my elderly, they come in, you know, doing kata, start learning kata at 80. Mm. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then, you know, I'm doing something. And especially with the meditation, I kind of drift away. And sometimes mm. I just forget the whole section of the kata. And they're going, hey, mm-hmm. where's that gone? You went to do this and this. And I say, you see, you know the kata. I made a mistake. So don't worry, just let it go. Mm. It's yeah, it's um <laughs> it's it's good that, that you uh too many martial arts instructors in my experience tend to have to appear perfect. Yeah. Right. We have to be the model of perfection if if you're if you're if I make a mistake, like oh no, I can't be seen that um what happened that I didn't make a mistake I was showing you a different way of doing it <laughs> do you know what I mean so um that's one of the things my you know I'm, I'm famous in my class I will I mess up all the time people mess up right and, and we, we've got to own it 
right? Yeah. You got to say, yeah, yeah. I, I messed up. Fair enough. We do it. It happens. And he's and he's a great icebreaker. You know, you've got the really straight on, on seminars, especially. You know, you've got the very stressed people because they want to perfect perfectly do stuff. There's mm -hmm. people they don't know, so everybody wants to show the best way. If I do something stupid going in, that immediately relaxing everybody. Yes. I was really afraid of that that myself showing that you know i can do something wrong i can be a human i'm not the perfect sensei mm -hmm. but since i just break that in my head you know people need to laugh people need to relax and the best way to do it is to do something which they don't expect from the person of authority you know mm -hmm. how about are you learning from a teacher who is funny cracks the jokes and don't take him seriously mm -hmm. than a person who goes with the ruler and whacks your hands yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 one of the um. I think it's Ian Abernathy who says the quote. Um, we we take what we what we do seriously, but we don't take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've heard a really good quote as well, um, along similar lines, um, which basically says that, that you can you can measure the health of any organization, be it a relationship, a friendship, a, a workplace, a, a club, a community. You can measure how healthy that is by the amount of time you spend laughing together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know it's it's true what they say laughter is the best medicine is I, I don't know how um accurate these uh like accounts are, but I've heard of people who have recovered from like terminal illnesses just by going on a diet of laughter, right? Just by keeping positive and all that. So um I think that takes us nicely to like positive thinking, right? So it's it's too easy in this world to kind of get bogged down by um, you know, you see the news and it's all doom and gloom. Um do you do you actively teach a element of positive thinking or do you do you include it in your own do you have like positive routines in your life to um you know people do positive visualization positive affirmations i find it difficult myself to, to visualize stuff and, and and kind of boring to repeat stuff in my head but um what about you do, do you include that in, in any part of your life or training i i do daily i you be in uh, times uh, a BC era, so before children, uh, I used to do meditation every day uh, mm. for about 10 to 20 minutes, and that helped a lot, um, and visualization. Mm. Um, at the moment, I'm doing only about three to four minutes before I go to sleep. It helps me going to sleep, but mm. I do imagine the stuff which I want to achieve and putting myself where I am. But uh, in our training, I'm not doing with this group so much, but if I've got a sporting orientated group, I do a lot of visualization because it's a great tool um, mm. in the sporting area and as well in techniques. You you can imagine that perfect trajectory and your body will pick up on it. So there's a way of improving and, you know, just, just positive thinking is good. On the other side, what I'm not focusing so much on a, a head positive thinking, but mm. I teach a lot of letting go. Yeah, because I know myself and most of the students I talk to is that we are tormenting ourselves with overthinking things which are wrong. Mm. So I incorporate that in my meditation kata. We've got a section when we do 15 minutes of a kind of free flow meditation. So I'm not correcting anybody. And in that way, we're learning to let go. So the mm. main thing is to not be held back by the mistake in a kata so let's say we're doing a mistake in a kata and i just tell them make up your own whatever your body tells you 
it's fine. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody cares because they are all focused on their own mistakes. If you see mm, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we don't, if, if we're doing the Mawashuke or Kaitemurunage or whatever you want to call it, and somebody does it this way, I mm. don't want them to stop and, oh, no, I have to start again. I want you to let go. Don't think about it. Feel good. Go to the next movement. Mm. That's kind of after five years of doing that with my students. I know that it started to translate into their life. So, you know, they've got the whatever happened. They think about it. They let go. Mm. Because mostly, we, you know, I, I do two. I try two types of meditation. One, when you try to not think about anything. I can't do that. It just annoys mm. me. I'm getting angry inside. And the other one is to let the thoughts come in, but don't pay attention. And that's mm. getting better now. So I'm, I'm able to let go and let another thought in and try to not overthink it. And that helps me in life. But, you know, as everybody, I've got the bad days. Mm. Usually you read that on my uh, Facebook because I found that sharing with people and having that care from people you know you you mm. know there's a lot of abuse on, on facebook but if you're confident in sharing your weaknesses if that makes sense mm. you get the feedback positive feedback so as you mm. know you're part of the group i am i'm posting you know today i feel shit i feel jealous or things not going my way and i've got mm. a wave of people who i trust and like like yourself mary Brian, Rob, Robert, Bob, Rob, whatever his name is. Mm. Uh, even that little rascal Andy, you know. But they they positive, you know. Mm. That that builds my, my day. And you know, like the response about my um, jealousy podcast, you had everybody, including Ian and all the top other instructors, Andy, uh, Mal, uh, John Titchen, saying, you know, mm. we've got the same. It's you see us online in kind of the perfect lighting. Like a bodybuilder mm. on stage, yeah. Nobody see the struggle that bodybuilder goes through with dieting. Even on that stage, he's you know um, dehydrated, nearly passing out because he's going for a goal. But you see the shining, how great he is. Mm-hmm. But we all got the don't just don't don't give up on yourself and look and speak to people, and they're gonna help you. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, that's a really interesting point as well that you said. Um, uh, so with with me, I, I you know I've started posting content online and stuff, and and to most people I'm a relative beginner, and um, it's kind of I have that thing now where I'm seeing everybody else posting their content, and I've been watching people for a while, you know, Andy Allen, Chris Hansen, yourself, you know, and 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 I'm going, well, look look at these guys and look at the stuff, and and I'm trying to put my own stuff out, and obviously when when you edit together a clip, you only show the best of, right? You're never going to show the, the mess up, the training beforehand. Um, because if you're trying to get a concise clip and get a point across before someone loses attention, then you have to get just yeah. the good stuff out. Um, but then um, Ken Knight did an interesting video about um, the imposter syndrome, right? Which I'm, I'm sure you've seen, but it's yeah. all about how everybody feels um, like, what, why, how, how am I qualified to do this? These guys are doing it way better than me. They've been doing it for longer. And it's, it's so easy to get caught up in those thoughts. And it's the same in every, you know, in day-to-day life. You got uh, look at look at him. He's he's so ripped, or she's got so much money, or you know, and mm. and again, it's um, it's that social media culture where you're only seeing. It's rare, like you, to post uh, honest negative feelings online, 
in a constructive way. Everybody's only posting about how good and how wonderful it is. So um, social media is probably one of the biggest, it's, it's got to be one of the biggest killers of mental health um, at the moment, do you think? Yeah, yeah, I do agree. Um, mm. it, it is. It depends in which groups you surround yourself. So you see, like with the, with the practical martial arts, I appreciate that everybody is so supportive. Well, Ninety-nine percent of people are supportive. Mm. So they they boost you up. So they, that's a good use of social media. But mm. if you start listening to people on the negative side, it's it, it's very uh, damaging. Yeah. Interesting thing is, it only happens if you worry about it. At least mm. for me, that will happen. Because I built up to start posting. You know, I'm in UK from 2007. I think I only started to posting 2017. Mm. So it nearly took me 10 years to build up the courage that I'm worthy of putting content outside. Yeah, yeah. And one of the I have to credit for that. I know Ian's got a lot of mentioning, but Ian's forum was a super supportive of my first videos. Mm. Especially Ian, you know, you know, when you've got somebody who you're looking up to mm. telling you that, you know, your stuff is good and not being a copy of Ian, because I'm coming mm. completely from different angle, but having the appreciation of the authority helped me to come out from my shell. Mm -hmm. But I was worried about, you know, every co negative comment I tried to justify explain myself to people why I'm doing this, why they have, might be wrong, but you still get the haters. And I was worried mm. about it, and I had a lot of haters. As you know, I keep trying to get my uh, hate project. Mm. And I uh, encourage people to be hateful towards me, and I have none. People don't, don't want to be... Um... They don't want to be encouraged to be a hater, right? They want they want to do it on their own time. They want to call bullshit, but I, I don't know. It's the human mind is a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. So so I kind of um, accept it and embrace mm. the hate. Mm -hmm. I don't take it negatively. I take it as a root way of improving me. You know, because there might be a valid point. It's like today, you know, Kenji Martial Arts, Kieran. Yeah. He posted mm. a video about kicks. He's doing demonstration of the kicks to try to explain that kicking. And the guy who is commenting on my post as well, and I go, you're like, oh, they are not fast enough. He wouldn't do anything. Yeah, just, <laughs> go on, record. He have no videos, obviously, because, you know, mm. his commenting is easy. So I, so I commented, you know, just, okay, then, just show us yours. We all, yeah, yeah. And, you know, if he's speaking, speaking perfectly, which is very possible, I'd love to see it. I can learn something from it. So I have mm. that, that mindset of learning from everything, you know? Everything. Yeah, yeah comment got it but what i as well learn people hate um arguing with person who doesn't want an argument so yeah. my my approach is two ways i did sorry this way. <laughs> <laughs> two is, ways. Is, is that one of the ways <laughs> <laughs> that's the third one um, yeah either if i don't want to speak with people i say yes you're right because there is no point with me arguing mm. or i try to explain always super polite and trying to be nice. There's not, nothing more frustrating for people looking for argument, mm. not getting that argument. It's it's um like I suppose like a verbal judo or verbal aikido where you're using their sort of momentum against them, <laughs> right? They're coming at you and you just kind of let them go past you. Um, I posted something in the Kyokushin group, and one of the guys come in and said, "Oh, you're a moron, you're an idiot, and stuff." So I explained my points, and I said, "Well, 
if I'm a moron and stuff, what it makes you when you send me a friendship? And you yeah, follow. yeah. Uh -huh. And suddenly the guy deleted his account, all the posts, gone. Oh, well, there you go then. <laughs> I had five messages with him and I've been super polite, not taking any notice of the swear words at me, just mm -hmm. putting the content, which I believe was true. He didn't agree with him. He, he went to the ground, uh, we call it in Poland, to the ground level with his insults and stuff. Mm. I stood high, keep my ground, being nice and polite, and the guy is gone and didn't change anything in my life. But that's the key thing, I no. think. You have to always think, whatever you're posting, whatever happens, like I had that with my book, I was afraid to put the book out. And I said that to you. Mm. If you don't post, if you post that book and it go wrong, what is going to change it in your life? Right, yeah, exactly. Go mm. and do it. If you're going to have a loss of income, loss of, I don't know, family, then don't do it. But mm. if somebody says, oh, this book is shit, you just take it down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. You've got the really, you know, if you've done something wrong, I've got the really crap videos, especially in the beginning that I'm not happy. If I had, a, let's say, 10, 20 comments saying this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, with the merits to it, I just take it down, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's it's it's um everybody it, it, opinions like assholes right everybody's got one yeah. <laughs> and it's um so much of the stuff that we share online is um a lot of people won't like it but a lot of people will like it and the people who do like it they are the people that it's meant for the people who mm. don't like it it's not designed for them right so you're gonna have if if if, if I post a video up online and one person doesn't like it but three people do then it's 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 while it's really easy to get caught up in that one negative person mm. and kind of disregard the three positive ones um that's three people who have liked it who my message has spoken to and and, and that that's that's kind of how you like identify your crowd right how, how you identify your tribe some people like it some people don't the, and that's fine the thing i'm finding with people who are maybe not so experienced is they forgetting that people are in different stages mm. so what you're posting now for example myself i was there three years ago i moved on i'm doing different stuff now maybe mm. it's a bit better quality of recording which i don't think so but um you know we are in different stages of our martial arts our editing skills our my presentation i don't like my presentation so i'm working on that Mm. But, you know, Andy Allen is way ahead because he's been teaching for 30 years professionally. Mm. Mm. So I can compare with him, me being part-time instructor on presentation. You know, yeah. he had a professional course for his DVDs. He had people mm -hmm. to present. So it's going to take me a bit longer, but I cannot judge him or he's so great, you know, and I'm so crap mm. or you're so bad and I'm so great without looking at it on which stage we are A, in martial arts, B, mm. life. You know, maybe you've got family problems. You don't like myself, you know? Mm. Our child was ill, so for three weeks I didn't record anything. And I didn't feel like I want to record it. And I don't want no. to be the person who is forced to, or you need to put content every week because somebody's expecting that. It, not not the way I am. No, no, no. It's... it's um like fam family comes first for for, for yeah. us right and and the thing is it's 
I think a lot of that and, and a lot of being able to sort of stand your ground in a positive way is um, kind of knowing where your priorities are at and, and um, setting appropriate boundaries based on that, right? Mm. So, for example, um, this this weekend, Christian uh, uh, Christian Wiedewald's got the seminar, right? And, um, you know, I've got, it's, it's, been, it's been my son's birthday the other day, so we're taking him for a, for a um, an activity anyway with two of his friends, so I won't be back in time for that. So, you know, Christian was super, super, like, understanding, said, you know, family comes first. Um, he he understands as well because I said, look, doing a family thing can't do the martial arts thing today. So you know, perfectly clear because I know what my priorities are. He knows what my priorities are. So yeah, yeah. and we're able to have that conversation. I do like Christian, and I do feel bad because most of his seminars are in a time when I'm putting children to sleep or doing something. Mm. So I keep telling him, "Sorry, mate, I can't do it." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's, that's the thing. I, I think it's something that you and me had um, both had. Um, a little bit of difficulty with over over lockdown. Now that's that in itself was difficult to say the least on people's mental health. Um, but what I found as well was, and, and 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 I know you do as well, is that it's difficult to focus on yourself and your own mental health when you've got like your children to look out for, your family to look out for. And it's difficult to put yourself first and your self care. So um, taking it back to mental health and being sort of a uh, martial arts instructor who we we have positive leadership roles in people's lives mm-hmm. in a way so people come to us for a certain reason um how how do you manage your martial arts and your self-care while also not neglecting your family and, and also while managing your children's needs and, and so kind of how do you balance it all out and, and fit in your self-care as well i i i mix it all in so, mm. for example, I was, I was worried, you know, because I was, I was teaching from home in the middle of the day, in the evening and in the morning, depending mm. on the day. And I was like, well, people would not like my kids running around, right? Because mm. I, don't, I don't have an outside dojo. I, I started to teach in garage later on. Um, but I was teaching from, from, from our living room, actually, children's playroom. Uh, mm. And I was thinking how to do it. And it started really bugging me because, you know, people are not going to be happy, family not going to be happy if I not include everything together. Mm. So I decided, fine, children are in my dojo. Children are going to be running on me, jumping on me, taking care. And actually people liked it because mm. it shows you as a real person, not that statue who comes in and do stuff. It shows them, shit, he's got a problem, you know, my little mm-hmm. ones keep jumping on me, she wants to be on my hands when I'm teaching and stuff, and I just said to people, I understand if you don't like it, then don't come, mm-hmm. it's going to be loud, they're going to be crying, I need to go and sort out, but we're training, all right, and actually everybody loved it, you mm-hmm. know, because my, I, I teach a karate fitness on Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. and Max joined me, and he's, he's doing the warm-up. And now you're running around. You're doing yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know, falling over and being pancake. Yeah. I couldn't come up with the ex, uh, exercises like that. No. And, you know, everybody liked it. And, you know, to be honest, my job is to not do this stuff, but to pay attention to people, yeah? So mm-hmm. I demonstrate that I can pick up my daughter on the hand and I can look through the screen what people do and comment. But mm-hmm. I think the key, for me, key was... To stop thinking about myself, but include everybody. So the mm. daily routine is we're doing most of the things together. And if I get some break when they sleep, 
is a bonus. Yeah, yeah. That's um, it's it's interesting. That you, you've um, you've hit on a good point. I saw an article over lockdown where people are, again trying to present their perfect lives over Zoom. So everybody was stuck working from home, training from home. Um, but then they'd have, you know, they'd feel like they have to lock the kids in different rooms. They get mm. peace and quiet. The kids wouldn't interrupt. But it's 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 a kind of show of humanity and a show we're all in this together. We're all struggling and kind of the way that you embraced that chaos and kind of went, look, the kids are here. What can I do about it? Right. That's mm. and, and it, it, it's accepting and it's, it's kind of letting go of um, uh, the perceptions that people are going to have. And it turned out that the perception that it would annoy people was wrong. Right. And and I had the same in, in my sessions with our two year old. She was, um, you know, two year olds don't respect closed doors. Right. You can't tell a two year old, please leave me alone for an hour. And um, there was times where she would come into the room while I was teaching one of the fitness classes. And, and it was it happened to be a medicine ball warm up we were doing. And instead of like going, oh, getting mad and everything, I, I picked her up and I started using her as a medicine ball, yeah, doing side yeah. to side and using a placenta. And, and the people watching, they were, they were loving it. You know, they were, they were like, okay, we're, we're the same thing. We understand what it's like to have a kid and, and awesome. Um, even, even some classes, I, I left the camera running once in a Facebook live and, and my daughter was then I started play fighting with us, started, you know, rolling around doing kind of jiu-jitsu moves. And some of the people are staying around and they thought, wow, you know, that's, it's really cool seeing you interacting like that with your kids. Mm -hmm. So what we think is going to come across as a negative thing, actually, it, it, it shows that we are playful, that we're happy, that we're willing to adapt and that we love our families, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah you have to think that how many people in your dojo have got children, the adults? Most of them. Yeah, because they bring yeah. the kids to you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they exactly. totally understand what's happening. Mm. You know, they, they know they've been through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, my, my people, I've got, let's say, um, majority of mine are um, elderly. Mm. But I love when I bring, even before lockdown, you know, uh, if there was a problem with Max was a little bit ill or, or school wasn't up, I was taking him with me to the classes. He was running yeah. around doing stuff, but people loved it. You know, I had a volunteer saying, oh, no, you go training and I'm going to uh, take care of him. So people, you know, children are the joy of life. That's it. Annoying you to the bones, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everybody's been there. Everybody's been there, you know. That's it, and, and it's 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 nice again going back to what you said about bringing bringing Max to class when he was ill, and, and um, I, there's there's been times before when I've been teaching class and I brought the kids with me because the wife was working, yeah. and you know one of the one of the parents would play so while while their kid was doing class, they would play with with my daughter, and even said, "Look, she needs a bathroom. Do you want me to take her while you're teaching class?" It, it's a big help, and a kind of seeing that from other people really helps to um, understand that we are all in it together. Mm. Um, and, and I think one of the things that, again, that you said, we, we were both expecting or fearing judgment from people rather than um, kind of expecting the best from our people and expecting the acceptance that, that they would, like, obviously that's what they were going to give us, right? At the end yeah. of the day, nobody nobody's going to be an asshole about it. We we only work with people who we like and who like us in return, in theory. So, you know, you, you, you tend to see people, it, hopefully at least people that you like with a more positive bias than you do a negative one. Yeah. Right. So, um, we, I think we're coming up on, we've got another, like, 10, are you good for another 10 minutes or so? Yeah, I've got all day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So there's, uh, just to, to bring it back then to the um, sort of mental health and thing, I was, I was thinking, um, 
can you can you give any good tips for um, martial arts clubs? So uh, let's let's say now you've you've done a guide about inclusivity in the martial yeah. arts, right? You've, that's a free download on your website, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So how how can we as teachers, if we would say, uh, what can you say? What tips can you give to help to help promote a, a, an inclusive martial arts club and um, understand people's mental health and in, in, well, integrate the training? I start with the honesty, um, mm. and it's not only uh, being honest in the thing that you say always truth, but be honest with yourself. What do you want to achieve? What do you want to teach? How you want to teach? Mm. Uh, be honest with your students about the things you cannot do. You know, if I've got a person coming into my dojo i don't know what they're going through i don't mm. i can imagine but i don't know so if i tell them you know listen you need to explain to me a for safety purposes what i can i expect and how i can help you, mm. you know? when i'm teaching i need to know what works for you best because i'm not in you i don't know what you're thinking about it what your body like what injuries you had before, what's you struggling. So that have that honest conversation with people to how I can help you, what you're expecting me to do here mm. and what I expect from you. You know, if you've got the um, autism, I would like to know because then I'm going to adjust my way of teaching. So mm. the second one is the effective communication. Everybody's communicating different. For uh, people with learning difficulties, you have to speak slower for example or maybe use makaton or use pictograms to help same mm. with the deaf person you know i had to develop our own simple sign language to communicate effectively or changing habits you know I've, i had a habit because i had a tooth loss so i often laugh like this or speak like this yeah mm -hmm. but a deaf person who reads your lips is done yeah, of course. She or he gonna know what you're doing, talking. Mm. As well, doing katas and saying comments this way when a deaf person is there. Mm. You know, yeah, I caught myself sometimes. Uh, Alex, she don't mind me saying her name, and uh, turn around going away, and I'm trying to explain something and trying to speak louder to her. Because mm. I think to myself, she's deaf, she won't hear. <laughs> But still the habit of, you know, oh, I'm just going to say louder, it's going to be fine. So just mm. changing that thinking about communication uh, for the people. Mm. As well, that, that uh, non-judgmental uh, environment. You have to let people be people. Mm. Everybody is different, everybody responds differently. And try to put yourself in, the, in their shoes. That's kind mm. of the, my three, three main ones I, I follow. Uh, and as well, you know, show that you're vulnerable. Um, mm. Show your weaknesses to people because that makes you re real and not the uh, idol, if you, if you see what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. If people want the, uh, the inclusion thingy, the best way is to subscribe. It's my giveaway for subscription. And as you know, I'm not spamming. I'm sending one email a month mm. about what we're doing and what's the plans. But if anybody wants to. Um, go to www.lesbubka.co.uk. Shameless plug there. It's all good. We'll, we'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll put plugs in the comments as well. So, um, right, actually, the, the next thing I was going to um, ask about was um, posting a, a, any advice for 
kind of someone who's thinking about posting content online, be it about mental health, be it about uh, martial arts or anything like that. Now, I've got, I've got a feeling you're going to say something similar to what you did be uh, about being honest and, um, you know, expressing yourself as you are, because I know you've got, um, you, you've had challenges before with people presenting themselves online as one thing and uh, yeah. being a different <laughs> thing in real life, right? Um, so uh, you, you've done a video on, on this before as well about Laz is Laz, right? And you got to, mm. there's no point in you appearing one way on video, p- pristine and polished, and then when you come face to face, it's, it's not how it is, right? So um, anybody who's thinking about posting content online, because we've both had this um, kind of watching the other people doing it and want to do it ourselves, what do you think is, is a good way to kind of, is, is there a, when you achieve this, then start posting content online or um, post content online anyway and see how it goes? What advice could you give for someone, particularly with maybe social issues or social concerns or anxiety, to get their stuff online? Just just do it. Um, so I, I like the quote. I'm not very good with quotes. so might be completely different, but that's how I understand it from the a group called Think Media, and they're doing advice on uh, on uh, YouTube stuff and stuff. And he's always saying, you know, your next video is the best video. Mm. Just put yourself out there. Uh, don't take the criticism so much to your heart. Focus on the positives. For me, for a long time, I tried it to be a best version of me in my videos. Mm. But that's the learning process. I think everybody goes through that because you want to be perceived as, a, as better than you are. But then observe what's happening. Try different versions of yourself on a, on a camera or posts. Yeah. Find the one that you are the most comfortable with and go with it. And like you said before, there's only three types of people online. Those who are going to like your stuff, those who are going to hate your stuff, and those who give a shit. Sorry for language. Yeah. <laughs> focus, on, focus on number one those who like your stuff take advice from those who hate well, uh, constructive criticism to those who don't like because there mm. might be something interesting there to for you to learn from mm-hmm. and those who don't care just don't care that's it yeah um well that's that's an interesting um topic because we did have a uh um, an, an exciting post in the group the other day about uh, mm. people swiping past content without stopping to look at it and and at the end of the day when I, I know I've, I've done maybe 15 20 or so videos right now but there's there's been so many of them that I've posted in groups and people have either done done one of those three things right and it, it tends to start off as it tends to start off as nobody cares right it tends mm. to start off as that third group people swipe past your stuff and it's fine you keep posting stuff online, then people start forming opinions. I mean, they start seeing you being more aware of you. And that's when the people who started in the first group will tend to move into one of the other two groups. Most people will still be in the power. They don't, they don't give a crap about you, but people who see you more and more and more, then only after three, four, five, seeing your video, that's when they start forming a proper opinion of you. Right. On that, on that subject of people not commenting, I'm, I'm not commenting that much on stuff. If I see mm. a video, I watch it and there's a, yeah, that's right. I don't mm. feel the need to go and, yeah, if it's a really good one and I really enjoy it, I post it. If it's mm. a okay video, but not my way, I'm not going to go over lengths to criticize it because it's not my way. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. You, John, I'm, I'm less. 
I appreciate what you've done. I might not agree with it, but I don't need to slander you online. Yeah. Because I've seen and not commented, it doesn't mean I don't care or I don't like it. Mm. Yeah. That's it. There's, there's, um, as long as we are coming from, uh, let's say, right, as long as it's not complete bullshit, right? As long as it's, mm. as long as it's not no touch knockouts, for example, as long as there's some sort of merit to it, there's uh, every video, every opinion, every, I mean, every book you read, every conversation of, there's something valid in it, right? There's something, whether, whether you completely agree with it, whether you completely disagree with it, um, again, this goes back to the criticism uh, conversation, there's something valid in that criticism, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's whether you agree with it, whether it's valid particularly to you or not, it, there's, there's, there's a reason the person is saying that and, and it's, it's always worth assessing. But um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you see you know, this, this wasn't the case of the video that was online because it just, it just happened to be that it, it just got missed in the busyness of life and in the swipe mm. of Facebook for me. But um, sometimes you see a video and you don't like it. Like, for example, no touch knockout videos. They come up on my YouTube feed. I don't like them, but then I don't comment on them either. Mm. It, you know, I try to take the, princi- the principle of if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, right? Yeah, but yeah. Like- on that bullshit thing i i kind of changed my mind i was kind of uh, vigilant criticizing and not liking it but then many many years ago i found i met a good friend now of mine who does non-touch karate completely mm. and when they post they stop posting video when they post the video they had a lot of shit. right people don't understand what's going on in there mm. so they don't doing non-touch chaos and stuff like that they training for meditation. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Movement. But they're honest with it. You go mm. to the dojo and you said, listen, that's what we enjoy. That's what we do. That's what yeah, we yeah. But if you take the video out of context and throw it to a practical martial arts side, they're going to be slandered because, right. oh, shit. So I try to withdraw from bullshitting. I, there are merits to it on videos like, you know, the guys who go and test this, but you know, it's a valid thing. They went tested. Yeah. You know, they knocked out fine. Or, you know, they'll probably learn from it. Um, but mm. if they're honest about what they treat teaching, you know, let people be people. Yeah. Let, leave and let leave. Um, this is this is the thing. Arm, and you know, the, the internet is such a so easily place where you easily can take things out of context. Mm. And Present it as a bullshit. You can make anything a bullshit. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. or anything valid. But you know, we should stay. Uh, uh, how to say it? Not criticizing, but um, objective as the word. Yeah, looking mm-hmm. at stuff. But going back to your what you said about uh, uh, being yourself and stuff. Yeah, you know, how would you feel if I do a perfect video? Then you come to my seminar. And you see this, yeah, it's, it's selling. It's mis-selling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, yes. I, stay to, I stay to uncomfortable way that I am. <laughs> if people yeah, like yeah. It, they liking it, if not, well, tough love. Well, that's, that's the thing as well, though, is, is um, people like you. And I think that the people who do like me, like me for our vulnerabilities and for the fact that we don't, you know, we see the funny side in, in messing up, right? It's, yeah. You know, and 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 there's. I think that's one of the biggest things that that people could do with almost taking away. And one of the biggest things that the one of the lessons that I could 
express to people is don't be afraid of messing up. Mm. Yeah, that's, you know, don't, the, the fear of failure, again, going back to the, the controlled failure, you're the first time I saw that term and it's, it's in your, um, it's in your, I'll, I'll shamelessly plug your karate journal now, that's, that's it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a great book and there's a, there's a couple of training tips on it. And that's where I first heard the term controlled failure, um, where, you know, people do fail and it's fine. And if they learn it in a safe and friendly environment and they learn that it's okay to fail in other places as well, then it's not the end of the world. Yeah, it's the, it's the perspective. You know, if you tell somebody you're a failure, mm. they're going to go down and there's uh, a negative connotation to it. If you mm. say you just learned a lesson, it's upwards, isn't it? Because yeah, I just learned something, so it's positive mm. note. Instead of I use that control failure because we all fail in every part of life. You don't see mm. children failing over and saying, shit, never going to yeah. walk. I'm never going to walk again. I fell over. I'm a failure. <laughs> That's it. Done. <laughs> mm, exactly. If, I mean, if, 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 we, if we were afraid of failures as kids, we would all be crawling around all fours now, right? <laughs> the weirdest thing. Um, if you look on it, it's in our nature to overcome the failure. Mm. And somewhere in life, we're losing that, you know, either being told by parents, you can't do this, you won't be able to do it. And then we start being less of a child and more of a creation of uh, environment. So mm. I try to let go of that. And, you know, with my children, I always say, you know, try harder, you know, whatever you do, just give your best. Exactly. Yeah. I, then I get angry with them and start shouting at them, you know. Why yeah, <laughs> do it properly. <laughs> um, so there's there's one one other thing again, just while we're on the subject of cool terms that I learned for the people. Um, there's there's one when I was talking to Chris Hansen on um, on our Instagram feed the other day. Uh, uh, stress inoculation, right? And and that's one thing I've I've heard it before from one of my friends who's a who's a like a mental health nurse with loads of degrees that. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a constant student so he's always like he's got three or four degrees under his belt but they're all in like mental health and nursing that a lot of um, mental health concerns these days come from people who um, maybe haven't been prepared to deal with the stresses of real life right yeah. and, and I think that um, that's one of the things that the martial arts does bring is that stress inoculation which is you know obviously inoculation being you get uh, healthy doses of stress or healthy doses of something to prevent it from real life right or pre prevent you from catching a you know any, any, everybody knows what, what inoculations are so you you get the, the controlled safe stress in class which then sort of translates to other stress in real life in 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 sparring if you're used to dealing with you know being in being in someone's pocket and they're, they're beating the crap out of you you can you you can learn to translate those skills into real life then if you're used to doing jujitsu and you got like a uh, like a 19 stone guy pressing his hairy sweaty chest into your face and and all you can breathe that that pressure from breathing in the sweat you know it, it's not going to be so stressful to make that phone call or <laughs> you know uh, so uh, yeah that, that's what I, I don't agree with the uh, modern education system where everybody's a winner mm. you know uh, the sport is a great teacher of try harder mm. i'm not saying being put down I'm saying to show you, try harder, you mm -hmm. know. Not everybody it's, can be a winner and they go, people go into the work and suddenly they say you're fired because you messed up and it's the end of the world. And mm -hmm. it's, it, it, it's sad because we could do better as an education system, coaches and whatever to teach people 
that there's gonna be a hard times ahead of you mm. and you have to put the work overcome them or find other way because it's not always you know i try to be a car electrician for six years give me a car i can mess it up like nobody else mm. um because i didn't really want to learn that I, that was the choice i made to go to school but that wasn't mm. my thing i enjoy now working on a cars i'm learning again but mm. at that time was not so you should be able to find and change direction but you know you have to have yeah. and be able to take that failure without being discouraged to do anything else in life mm, exactly yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's kind of scary but i, I mean you you do have to learn to face your fears and, and the fear of failure being chief among them and if, and if if you've got that growth mindset like I'm not afraid to fail. Like, I, well, I, I, that's a lie. I am afraid to fail, but I know how to manage that fear because, you know, at, at the end of your comfort zone, life begins at the end of your comfort zone effectively, right? That's yeah. the only place you're going to grow. Um, so, um, regards to your own mental health, you you take care of that mostly through um, through your martial arts training. Is there, is there any tips for, because we've, we've talked about inclusion from the instructor and the school side of things. Is there any sort of quick tips that you can give for, um, the individual who wants to take care of their mental health uh, a little bit better any and like you know journaling or uh, get into any type of you know quick tips for taking care of your own mental health effectively meditate yeah mm -hmm. meditate and not necessarily you have to do sit down and meditate you can do meditation whatever i think they call it now mindfulness yes so focus on the things you're doing be now don't overthink your past. Don't overthink your have plans, but don't overthink your your thing. Be now. You don't see an unhappy cat. <laughs> True. <laughs> no? yeah. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. They are yeah. here. They enjoy now. Mm -hmm. they don't worry what's gonna be tomorrow. We have to plan, of course. You don't want to be just you know. I don't. I don't care what's gonna be tomorrow with my family. Mm. You need to plan, but most of your time focus on now and what you're doing. And meditate, yeah, meditate. That's, That's yeah, it. I like, I like that. This, um, it's one of the things that uh, we do. Even, even with our kids' classes, we do a quick two-minute breather before a class. You know, you sit down, just focus on your breath. It's, it's like you say, it's not about thinking about nothing. It's about um, uh, having a sort of a, a base to return to when those thoughts start taking over, right? And and it's gotten to the point. I, I don't meditate every day. I, I, I like thought of it but i don't get the chance to but i try to do it whenever i can get a, a, a 10 minute one in but now i find that anytime that i do get that feeling of um stress or anxiety or anything like that i can just deep breath in deep breath out and that kind of helps shift it a little bit and um you know again when, when it comes to posting content online people not liking it that's one of the things that um i've i've personally had a lot of uh i'm worried about what this people think of me right i'm worried about this um the the old group that i train with when i post stuff on that what are they gonna think my um i think i get it from my mom because she's big on like what will this person think what will they think of you this way posting new content online well what if what if this group of people who has been doing it for longer than me but you when you do meditation you tend to um understand those thoughts and you tend to see them coming and you, you learn to be able to go yes hello thought thank you for warning me but be on your way right yeah. I start focusing on other stuff. Anyway, you know, the, the, the bravery in whoever I speak who have a, like a Gary Chamberlain, Chamberlain who is a fireman, who used to be a fireman, mm. uh, people who compete a lot, or police officers, army, is one thing. 
everybody's afraid. If you don't afraid, there's something wrong with you and you shouldn't be in dangerous job. Yeah. Be afraid and overcome that worry. That's the that's strength it. and that's the bravery. And that relates to everybody. You know, I afraid putting stuff online. Mm. So I take that leap forward and see what happens, you know? That gives me the strength because I overcome a fear. More you mm. more you let fear control you, the worse it is. Yeah, there's there's that quote. Is that the um I'm I'm gonna butcher it. Uh, I I I'm I'm good. I'm like you. I understand. I remember the essence of quotes, but I can't like remember the exact wording of it. But it's once once you face the fear, the death of fear is certain, right? So yeah. it's fear. Fear is all in your head. There's there's the um uh there's the there's two two again. I'm doing the fingers now, but there's two kind of um I can't remember the word for it, but the, the, you know the F stands for this, E stands for this, E. So one of them is um uh. Again, there's another one. There's forget everything and run. There's another word for the F, but everything and run. Yeah. And then the other one is um, false expectations. No, false expectations appearing real. Mm. Right. So that's that's what fear is, and and it is always we always tend to uh, have a have a negative expectation of the future. Mm. Right. So okay. Um, I think that kind of brings us nicely to uh, your thing of just do it. Just take stuff head on. Right. Yeah. So and anything you're afraid of, anything you've got anxiety about, do it and, and it won't it won't be anywhere near as bad as you thought it was. Exactly. Right. So is is before we wrap up then, is there anything else um on the sort of mental health thing that, that you any thoughts that you want to get out there about the mental health? Yeah, actually, yeah, because uh, I, I had a, quite a few messages from people and saying, Oh, karate is a therapy. It's not. Mm. We are not qualified uh therapists. We are alongside, is a good tool to support the therapy. The mm. same as a gym, the same as swimming, the same as running. We're just there. But I cannot give advice on mental health. And mm. I should. Although I have some qualifications, but I am not trained mental health professional. Uh, some people forget about that, you know, mm. because you don't have mental health first aid. It doesn't make you a professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are mostly, uh, you ask earlier, and I kind of skipped that question about the mental health qualification. Now, all qualifications I've done, it's mostly, about 70% of it is illegal stuff. How to not be sued doing stuff. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. I'm not happy about it. Um, I think, can I say it? Can I not say it? I'm going to plug it because I think he's working on it. Mal, Sanchez Jones hmm. working or will be working on a proper course of teaching with mental health because yes. he does have a qualification hmm. and he's working in that field for donkey's years. Yeah, I yeah. With him before, during the lockdown and I think he's going to be starting doing a course for instructors, which is super needed because there's nothing that met my expectations. I was thinking to do the course, but I'm not clever enough for it. To create the course, but I'm not clever enough for it. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it yeah. goes. Um, if you want to broaden your knowledge, there's a lot of free courses or funding courses, funded courses by uh, European Union, which is bad now, but um, they are still available, I think, till the end of this year. Um, so if you look on the, um, how do you call it? On a, in the colleges for mental health courses, they're coming up. It's 
one one of the one of the things that you posted online the other day actually um so you, you're speaking about courses being government funded but the the course that you got government funded last year i just did a quick look at it to see how much yeah. it was online and it worked out only being 12 pounds right so for that education yeah. what what is 12 pounds um for speaking of mal i have done an interview with mal myself as well i'll post a link to it yeah. kind of in the, in the spaces above after um but yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up there um I really appreciate you taking your time to, to talk about this. I know it's something that you're super passionate about. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where to just get let's let's get your plugs in now as well. Where can people find your stuff if they're interested in hearing more? Uh, everything is the best to look on www.lesbobka.co.uk, and there's links to all the social media and stuff. Although there might be too many links now because I'm dropping down, narrowing the spectrum mm. of uh, my existence online. Yeah. That's that's a healthy thing though as well, right? <laughs> Too much time online is never good. <laughs> Brilliant. So I'll 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 put links and everything in in the notes, and uh, yeah, people can find you later on. But again, thank you so much for your time, Les. And I'll I'll no doubt catch yeah, up with you I'll later on. Take a quick moment. <laughs> Some the very valuable Thanks, note that was raised. Um, Les's point about martial arts being a good settlement for mental health um, treatment is very important in that it is just that a supplement. So if you or a loved one have uh, concerns about mental health, please ensure that you seek professional help. Um, while the health services are struggling at the moment and waiting lists are long, it's important to at least be on the list in order to receive the, uh, receive the help. Um, a healthy diet, regular exercise, drop hydration, meditation, they're all great practices for supporting the treatment um, and help to give you a fighting chance. Um, but they're not the be all and end all. So ask for help, speak with your friends, uh, speak with your family and get proper professional intervention. Thanks guys, stay safe.